Well, welcome everyone. My name is Judy Friend, and I'm a, the preschool teacher at DeMont Christian School. Woo-hoo, I know, right? Woo-hoo, was right. I, they really did say they would be cheering. I didn't realize it would be like that, right? But no, I've been teaching the preschool class, or maybe they've been teaching me for the last 20 years. And I, I, I remember a few years ago, it wasn't even a few years ago, and I, I looked around the faculty lounge table at a meeting and I said, huh, when did this happen? You know, I wasn't quite sure when I, that 20 years, you know, came to be. I thought, goodness, how could that be? But I want to just talk to you all today a little bit about Mary Poppins and her bag. We all know Mary Poppins has the most awesome bag, and I do not have a bag like Mary Poppins, but I wish I did. Instead, what I did is I have this really big suitcase. So I kind of think that counts as a Mary Poppins bag. And what I did yesterday is as, as my class left, we did a pumpkin batch, and as my class left yesterday, I just started filling up the suitcase. So you have a little bit of everything, but not everything. So I'm just going to go over my slides. And so this is the advice from Mary Poppins. And if you can't hear me for whatever reason, please let me know, and I'll use the microphone. So we all know Mary Poppins is a fictional character. She lives in London. Well, she flies around in London. And she goes to visit the Banks family. And the Banks family just, oh, they're so busy. They just don't have it all together. And the children are, are just looking, looking for the attention from mom and dad. And through Mary Poppins and all of her tricks in her bag, she does end up teaching the family how to come together. Um, and, and just great things um, come from Mary Poppins. Um, first thing, we want to realize that the place that we're at right now in our teaching career is where we're supposed to be. God has a certain plan for us. And some days you come in with that plan, but then the plan B starts. And, and that's okay. Um, we know that what we're doing is for God's glory. So, of course, um, I always tell my parents, you know, even before I walk in the classroom, God is there waiting for me. And while I'm there with their children, he's, wait- he's working with me at that moment. And at the end of the day, He's still there. So I take a um, huge amount of comfort in knowing I am never alone, although I do have my um, paraprofessional, um, and she's right there with me, but what a greater feeling to know that I am where I'm supposed to be and that God is always there with me. And Mary Poppins, from the first day she walked into the bank's house, she she had an agenda, she had a plan. She was kind and she was firm. And I kind of think, in a way, us teachers, preschool teachers, kindergarten first, um, we need to have those qualities too. Um, We want to have that consistency, but yet be kind and loving to the students. So Mary knew what she was doing. And just as Mary Poppins, um, we need to realize the Lord will bless you when you give him that prominent place in your classroom. And I really feel that's where I get to see the most joy coming in my classroom, is his presence just lights up the children, and um, it just overflows. 
So if he's at the center of your classroom, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna overflow. So um, and then I have another little side. I chopped up a lot of things last night because I thought, no, I don't want to talk too long. I want to show you some of my goodies. So when you're with, and I want you to place your name, like when you're with Mary Poppins, or in my case, when my kids are with Judy Friend, suddenly I hope my kids are in places they never dreamed of. And as quick as you can say, Bob's your uncle, the most unusual things begin to happen. And I think that's what goes on in my classroom. You see where the kids are coming at when they walk in that classroom. And I really believe that if your eyes are there to welcome there and you welcome them and you're, you light up your eyes and they see that and you, when they walk in the room, they know that you are the most important person to them. There's, there's a lot of joy that comes from that. So if you could place your name in that, ah, good things will happen. Um, in my classroom, I like to have fun with my kids. I like to smile and laugh with them also. Um, they need to experience your joy, your smiles, your hugs, and they need to feel the kindliness of one in there. They need to feel that essence of you. When they feel those things, yes indeed, they are going to start being blessed and great things are going to happen. So Proverbs 15, 13, a, a glad heart makes a cheerful face, but a sorrow, sorrowful heart crushes the spirit. And it's so true. Um, we don't know quite where they're coming in each day. They, they're, you know, sometimes they don't want to be at school. But if they can feel that love, sometimes that's just what they need. And then Mary, Gid, Mary Poppins has a special word to help the children remember her adventures. And that word, oh, that word is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, right? I don't use that in my word. Like if I were to say, Sandy, what's my word? For real. For real. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know how many parents will meet me um, at conferences or in DeMont somewhere, and they'll say, that's what my kids say now, for real, or beyond way cool. That, that what you did just now is so beyond way cool. And so the, the kids pick up these fun little phrases. Um, so I'm not sure if when they go to first and second grade, I don't know what they say, but in preschool, they say those fun words. And so if you have a fun word, um, you know, use it with the kids and build them up. Um, let's say, even after the rainy washes of the chalk adventure get washed away, there's still magic in Mary Poppins' world. And so there should be that magic inside of your classroom. Um, also, it's quite important that you teach your children that they are God's hands. And even at the preschool level, I'm, I'm working with them with that daily. I know Thursday, no, 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 I'm, I'm mixed up on my weeks or days now. Because today is Thursday, I should be at school. But on Tuesday, when my three-year-olds were there, we had to cancel out on our field trip. And they were, they were sad, you know? I mean, they had experienced the, uh, the downfall of what happens when you cannot go on your field trip because your host is not feeling well. And so um, we just had a lot of other fun. You know, we were in the office at the right time, and 
So my three-year-olds were able to deliver the letters to the financial secretary. And, and so they're learning at that young age, they are the hands of, of Christ. They can do things to make someone feel special. And this little guy went home feeling great. Now, I did start that activity. Um, I went into the second grade classroom. And um, my big question, I will go visit teachers with my friends just in a certain way of like, I really need your help. I don't understand. And so my question was, are you allowed to wrestle in school? Because I had two little boys that were wanting to wrestle. And these are three-year-olds, so that's quite typical, right? But, you know, our little visit with you, you're like, no, we can't wrestle. And, it's just a school rule. So everybody who, classroom who we hit that day, visited with my preschool friends about, that's a school rule, you can't do that. You can't wrestle at school. But yet, they had more adventures. Um, besides being the helping hands, we got to wipe the seats off on the school bus before, was it your class that took a field trip? So did you notice? Right, right, it was fun, it's very spotless. And my friends felt quite happy that they could help. Sometimes we just get, a, get out of the classroom. And so there's times at our school we switch our shoes in the morning and we put on what we call our indoor shoes and we wear those. And a lot of times in the what we call the second grade hallway, we'll go and just straighten up all the shoes. <laughs> but they're learning how to be little servants and, and they're having fun with them. They feel quite accomplished. So wherever they're at at their level, Go with it and, and, and let them learn how to be little servants. Um, in just a few weeks, when it's Thanksgiving, we're going to go to our local nursing home with my four and five-year-olds. And when we go there, we have a great time. Um, we go as little turkeys, and so we're all dressed up as turkeys. The residents, we give them pilgrim hats because, you know, they like to wear hats too. And um, they really look like pilgrims sometimes, right? And so we make necklaces with the, the residents, but also um, just seeing the kids help a resident whose hand is so shaky and they can't get the bead on their necklace. And all the residents do want necklaces, as noodle necklaces or uh, pony bead necklaces. And to see these preschoolers who usually are so in their own world reach out to a resident it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm always, I have to step back at that field trip and just look at it and yeah, almost push the tears back in because wow, they are using their hands for, for God's glory. Um, so yeah, so whenever you have the chance, let them learn how to be kind. Um, they need to be clothed with kindness. Be thoughtful and understanding. If I ask you to tell me what your favorite memory was growing up of a teacher, I'm sure it's not the lesson that you're going to remember, but it's the teacher. And so that's something we need to all strive for. Um, when they leave my classroom, I don't know. When I send them to kindergarten, I don't know. I don't know but I really hope they know I still deeply care for them. And. Um, whether it's a, you know, a hug or whatever I can give them in the morning, even if 
I sometimes try to get them in my classroom saying, oh, you should come back to, to preschool. We'd have so much fun. And some run away like, no, get away, Mrs. Friend. And others are like, yeah, let me talk to my teacher. You know, so it, it, you get a whole array of, of responses. But even giving them fun nicknames, like in your class, I have a little guy who was in my preschool class, and I call him Big Ben. And I still call him Big Ben. He's not, he's probably one of the smaller kids in your class, but, you know, I'm thinking of that Big Ben in London, right? And so um, he's always going to be Big Ben to me. And so, um, you know, I, I give them all little nicknames. And not all of them, but the ones that I know can handle me giving them a nickname. But, um, yeah, let them feel like treasures, because they are. And with every job that must be done, there is the element of fun. And it has to be that way. And I can only, you know, say what I do in preschool. But I would assume in any grade, it has to be approached in a fun way. Um, let's see. Um, I'll sneak out of my presentation in just a moment. Bubbles. The kids, um, just hop to something else real quick. There is a, um, a web page called Bouncing Balls. Are you guys familiar with them? Right? And my kids love to have those bouncing balls and we change the speed on it. So when I really talk, it's those really bounce around. And then we walk around the room and we see as quiet as we can be. But this is a nice website because not only do you have bouncy balls, but, you know, if you want to do emojis, there's emojis. And whenever it's too noisy, they're going to bounce. And so let's say I have met a table activity. They're, they're trying to be kindergartners, right? And so they're trying to keep those balls quite still. And they have bubbles. So we can have bubbles bouncing. And, and the, like I said, the kids have a great time seeing, sometimes it's fun that we want to have the bubbles bounce, but other times we want those bubbles to be as still as ice, I tell them. There's eyeballs too. I've never used the eyeballs, but you know, they would be fun too. So just a neat website. I do have that website in my um, handout that I gave you. But that's just a, a fun thing. Um, back to Mary Poppins. Okay. So yes, everything. When the kids clean up at playtime, um, I turn on the flight of the bumblebee, and so they're buzzing around the room, and then I turn the music off, and of course they freeze. So I, I, there's lessons to be learned. Are they free, you know, learning how to freeze and listen to the directions? But it's just a fun way to clean get my room cleaned up. Um, so, yeah, those are just little little things that we do, that whatever you can think of, that is fun. And, <laughs> okay, Sandy, is this how it is? Sometimes people look in your room and wonder, really? What's going on in there? But I enjoy the fact, oh, I've got to tell you, I'm in the perfect classroom in our school because there's double doors that I can close because preschoolers are going to make noise. And so um, I'm kind of used to it, getting those looks. It's just how it is. Um, but I know that the kids are learning 
when the noise is on. And so I'm not sure, kindergarten maybe not so much, probably first grade not so much with the noise volume is what I would be used to, I'm guessing. Right? But preschool, oh yeah, we get to be loud. And then on those days when you're tired and frustrated, just keep praying and write yourself an encouraging note of why you're doing this. Um, have some scripture near you of, you know, that anything that could encourage you. And in my drawer, I keep some Dove chocolates, right? I, I learned that from a, a teacher that re retired a couple years ago. Whatever it takes. Um, this year, we just finished our conferences at school. And so this year I did something a little bit different. I wanted the parents to know how I pray for their children every day. Um, I have a kind of a graph system in my room where each child has their own little box, so their art projects go in that box on the bulletin board. So it's kind of like, like a prayer room where you, you see the names. And, you know, I told the parents, what I get to see in a preschool classroom is I get to see their little fruits develop because it's so raw in my room when they're learning how to play. They're, they're learning how to play. Um, I would think in kindergarten there's a little bit more sitting down time and maybe less interaction with, with the peers. And by first grade, they're in their desks quite a bit. Right, Sandy? But, but it is. You have work to do in second grade. Right. Yeah. They're, you know, so in preschool, I get to see the bumping of the heads. And so um, I wanted the parents to know that's where I'm, I'm going to see those little fruits develop. But I also intentionally, when the kids are gone, I always try to, I have some busy friends, right? And I don't want to miss out on thinking, oh, they're just busy. I want them, I want God to know, please show me those Christ-like qualities. Like, where did they show mercy today? Or where did they show forgiveness or kindness to their friends? So that, that was huge. Um, because those parents need to hear the good too, not that their child is struggling, he can't sit. Um, they also need to hear what he's doing or she is doing that's a gift from God. And um, I always think that in this preschool level, this is just a chance that um, they can start nurturing those gifts too and um, building those children up. Um, I also wrote a, I just grabbed one of these, um, what they could be praying for me, and I told them this year, I said, this should go on your refrigerator, so when you open it and get your gallon of milk out, you, you, you do that prayer, you know, um, does Mrs. Friend have deep love for my child, and I, I put some scripture for them, and as well as even a, like a Judy Friend prayer, so they would have something, um, you know, because I need prayers too. And I also reminded them that um, I'm not just a preschool teacher. I'm, I'm a wife and a mom and a daughter. And um, I, I don't want, and I know I totally love being a preschool teacher, 
but I don't want that to overshadow my family. You know, I want to kind of keep things in perspective. So, um, whatever I can do um, to get through a day, that's part of it. But if I have parents praying for me, that's quite encouraging for me. So, if you would like to see that, or if you write your email down, I will be glad to send you this document. And, but it'll be up here if you want to see it. And then, um, finally, at the end of the movie, the Banks, the, the Banks family made great progress. So Mary was ready to move on. And so each year we send our kids on to the next level, the next grade. Um, and, and what a joy that is. And then, this is what Mary teaches us that we show our students what it means to grow in a Christian community, inside and outside of the classroom. Pray when they find peace and wholeness under God's kind of umbrella. Our goal for our students is that they grow and glow in Christ. And let's see. So I hope you have a great year. But I want to show you. I told you I cleaned, and I kind of went through this quickly. But I wanted to share with you some of my goodies, right? So. Each of you have this little packet, and I'm going to kind of skip around, but I'm going to try to stay in order. Um, I have some tips how to make the sugar, and um, just things that I've discovered. You know, be silly with them. Like, I wear a microphone. I just brought it. It's not going to work, but all of us teachers at DeMont Christian have a microphone, and I don't know if you all have microphones like this, but it is awesome because as a rule I'm, I'm very quiet with my voice I I really don't get it roused up you know I, 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 I I'm pretty even keel but I love um, when I'm talking to the kids I'll start um, you know because I have the microphone on so then they touch their nose And I get quieter and quieter, and I, so it's a way of getting attention, but or not. It's a way of them paying attention to me. I should say it that way. Um, a freeze dance. We have a lot of music in the classroom. Um, at the preschool level, they have like the goldfish song that they swim around the classroom, and these are things that you would do in the preschool classroom. Not sure what goes on in first grade or second, or for that matter, kindergarten. Um, I also believe strongly that um, it's innate in us that we can create. And just like any muscle, if we're not using it, it's going to go to waste. And so if we are keeping the kids stagnant, they're going to lose that opportunity to be creative. They'll be creative in the writings, but there's another type of creativity that comes out when they can um, play um, with paint and crayons and Play-Doh and whatnot. Um, I mentioned before about getting your children to feed the birds and so that's just getting them out into the community and teaching them how to be servants or in the school. Um, Chinchimmery moments, I have something called a teddy bear sleepover. It's pretty crazy but these bears come to school and while they, they sleep at school that night and when they wake up in the morning sometime during the night, I don't know when it is, but they trash my classroom. And it's pretty bad. The classroom, there'll be paint on the floor. 
tables will be turned. I'm the, the toilet paper hanging from the ceiling. It's bad, right? And the kids can't figure it out because, you know, their beers were supposed to be good overnight. They gave them all these rules, but the beers misbehaved. And I'm found in the courtyard all tied up, so the kids have to rescue me. Um, no one's allowed in the classroom until everyone's there, and then the rescue happens. But, you know, those are moments where they have to work again together and clean up the classroom and learn responsibility of, um, yeah, my bear made a mess, but I'm in charge of that mess. So, um, yeah. So, that, you know, that's an important thing. Um, having the craft box always there for them to create. Um, someone left on the faculty lounge table, on the free table, right? All their borders. I don't know, was that you, Sandy? Okay. Anyway, my kids, I know, my kids are cutting them up, making crowns with them, and that cardboard is nice for them to cut. Um, I'll, I'll try to pull it up later, but I have a three-year-old who's afraid to go to the bathroom. So while we were at snack the other day, I took this microphone, I said to my helper Jody, I said, Jody, I gotta go next door. So I naturally will take my microphone off, and I did. But, so after I use the restroom, I have this little girl who's afraid, like I said. So I take my microphone, which goes through the wall, you can hear it, and I flush the toilet. So for three-year-olds, how fun is that, that they get to hear the potty flush? And it was quite loud. And then so my helper, Jody went to the bathroom where this little girl is afraid of. And then she took it and flushed it. And anyway, I recorded it. And the kids were laughing. They, they thought that was the silliest thing. But we were trying to decide which toilet was louder. But hopefully, for my little friend, maybe she won't be as afraid to use the restroom at school. So just having belly laughs with the kids is a great thing. And, um, you know, let's go fly a kite. Let's, let's have fun with our kids. And now I'm going to share with you some of these fun ideas of things that I do. <clears throat> Before the children start school, and I'm on this page that has just a bunch of pictures, I have something called a play date. I have two play dates at the beginning of the year. It's an opportunity for the kids to get into the classroom. I want them to see me before that first day. So no one is at school, but we have a day where we can hear a story, their moms and dads, whoever comes with them are with them. So I get to see mom and dad with them. Second play date, I arrange that one play date to be right after our morning chapel, the first one of the year. That way we get a lot of preschool parents into the building to hear chapel because I want them to be part of, feeling part of the DMC community. So on that day, um, I do call the kids over to me and we end up making a surprise where they have to get their moms out of the room so we can paint cookies. And so I can already see who, who's going to be struggling with separating from mom. You know, it just gives me an idea of what my year may be or the beginning part of the year will be. So just a helpful thing if you can get your kids into school. Now you do that too. Sandy, where the kids come in the day before school and they bring their supplies. On that day, you know what I do? I put the black paper in front of my window of the door so I don't get any visitors. Because <laughs> I don't want them to come back to me. I want to 
kind of cut the apron strings and let them just celebrate being first graders or kindergartners and second graders. So I do that for a reason. Something that I do in my classroom um, at the very first play date is I have them make a birthday cake. And um, I put those birthday cakes, it's a cut, like a collage. And I put them in my classroom on the top of the uh, ceiling almost. Um, and I, I look at when there's a certain behavior or when I'm thinking, oh, how, are the, how is this one doing? I look at that and I'm like, oh, okay. Now I see why they're behaving this way. So it's a great reminder for me through the year of looking at their behaviors and seeing, okay, that makes sense now. Um, I have a website. No, it's not even a website. It is called a Secret Secret Facebook group. You could look and high and low on Facebook and you will not find this preschool group. And I'll show you my three-year-old group real quick. Um, the people who can be in this group are grandparents, parents, um, close family friends, Mr. Briggs, our administrator, a couple school board members. Um, they can be part of it. So I'm here. You'll get to see what happened when we flushed the toilet. Um, I'll put things on there like these were left behind at our on our field trip, and so I'll, I know all my parents are on Facebook. Sure enough, by the end of the day, that hat and um, those gloves got home to the right child. Um, we did go to the pumpkin patch, so um, you know we got to take pictures of the kids having fun. So the grandparents get to see it. I posted these yesterday. And when there's a, I'll show you what happens when someone doesn't want to be on Facebook. I put stickers on them. Um, we had, I don't know, did you guys hear the truck at school the other day? Yeah, one of my parents had a semi, right? So we got to all climb in the trailer and take advantage of those times. And um, we got to blow the horn, some of us. Some of us decided it's, it's just too loud. So. You know, they get to experience those kind of things, too. Um, yeah, the, you know, my phone is also used to document a lot of pictures. Um, so here are my three-year-old friends. And they're just, they're gleaming. They're full of so much joy that they were sitting in a, a big semi-truck. I got to drive the truck, too. And... Uh, I was excited. I, we noticed that he had pictures of his family in the truck, so we were able to talk about, do you ever, do you not go home at night ever? Do you, is that why your pictures are up there with the kids? And You know, I was going to blow the horn too. So there's just fun things. Um, that, and here's my little friend who was delivering mail. And so why not let the parents know these are some of the things we do. And then we got to clean the bus and visit Mrs. Tillema in the office. Um, and there was plans that were changed with the field trip. So I let them know through email, but also through Facebook. Um, let's see, I'm kind of going through. We had a, oh, this is my flushing the toilet. Like, 
Which child doesn't want to hear that? because they get to be part of what goes on in the classroom. They can see. So when their child says, well, what did you do today? Nothing. Well, now the families have that information. Um, something I have not done this year, but I did it last year. And I was laughed at. I couldn't believe it. But I drew spiders in the toilet, right? But some of my little boys really had issues with the aiming, right? So if we flushed or if they went potty and they hit the spider, our janitor was quite happy. Because, I know, right? <laughs> Those little things. So I had the rubber gloves. That Sharpie never was used again. I threw that one away. But, you know, make it fun. And um, little girls didn't have spiders in their toilet, nor would I want them in the toilet. I have a box, this red box, and I tell the parents, I really need you to save me milk rings. So I'm constantly getting milk rings because they make some beautiful, beautiful creations. And I, I'm sure every grade does it. But what little kid doesn't want to go home with a scroll, right? They feel quite important that they get a scroll. So that's one of those things that parents send me to school. And I love when the kids bring it to me because I put my finger out. And it's almost like we're getting married, you know? So just fun stuff. Um, Let's see. I have sharing bags. That's my version of show and tell. The kids know when they get a sharing bag, they get to bring snack next time as well as put a toy in here. So these go home with the kids and they come back and once in a while we have a grandma who just loves to sew and, and she gives me the scraps and we make extra, extra ones. Elma made all these. Isn't that nice of her? She, she retired, but you know. Um, Let's see. Oh, I mean, what teacher doesn't want this, right? In my classroom, right behind my chair, it is a no nose-picking zone. Because I'm sure preschoolers are more raw, right? I mean, they'll pick and, and they, they eat, right? Um, so that's the rule. And, and sometimes, if I have a big nose-picker that day, I'll say, Mrs. Hill. And then I take my finger, and she knows, she reads my mind, and I'll take my finger like that. And she's like, don't do it, don't do it. You know, but I'm trying to teach them so when they go to kindergarten, they're not picking their nose. And they're not thinking they should eat the things from their nose. And in preschool, I don't know, Sandy, your first grade, are the hands in the pants? Oh, just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I need to work a little harder on that one. But anyway, nose-nose picking. 
Um, there is a chart when they need to figure out, you know, when they have a problem because they're learning to share. We look at it, you know, you can talk it out if you want that toy, someone else wants it. Um, you know, waiting to cool off. Um, so these are just helpful little tools that we have as a way of getting the kids to um, um, learn some of the rules. I have a record player machine. Now you have one too, Sandy, where, in fact, last year for Christmas, you know what I got from my husband? He gave me a drill. I was like, oh, thank you, Scott. But he gave me a drill because we take the paper plates and make a, a hole in them and put the plates on an old turntable. Kids hold a marker and the plate spins, so they make these really cool creations. I make templates. I can't tell you, this one's probably 20 years old. It's a dinosaur. So when we're making dinosaur bones, the kids are gluing noodles, I can trace this. I might have them do some tracing of a template. Um, those are just great skills. Let me scoot over here again. I'm kind of out of order. Um, in my classroom, I have a, a doorbell. Kids know when I ring the doorbell, they need to get to the carpet. No matter what they're doing, they can hear it. It sounds like this. Right? And then you see them skedaddling over to the carpet because they don't want to miss not being on the carpet because they know I have something to say. So these are really cheap. These are less, oh, maybe $15 on Amazon. Helpful, helpful thing. I have a toad. And he comes out too when I, I want to get the kids to the carpet. And I'll just kind of walk around the room. And they're like, oh, yeah, she needs to talk to us again. You know, so they get, again, I think I got this on eBay. And it was pretty cheap. I think it was like 4 or $5. But it really does sound like a croaking toad. Um, hula hoops. I put hula hoops on my floor as a way of put, I put toys in the hula hoop, so the toys have to stay in the hula hoop, so I'm not scattered with toys throughout the classroom. You can also use these to sort and classify, and, and so we use the hula hoops a lot. Um, I took these hula hoops from the hallway, so I'll return it from first grade, second grade recess. But I have my own hula hoops that um, really belong to the gym department at our school, but I took them anyway. And then they came and took them back. I'll get them again. I have lint rollers, and they come out all the time in December because <coughs> they pick up the glitter. I'm constantly getting razzed on how much glitter I use in the classroom. So these are quite helpful. So, you know, besides getting the things off of you, they pick up glitter. Um, in my classroom, I have a quiet corner. I have some children who have sensory issues. So I have a little like rock chair where they, they fit so nicely in here and they have some sensory toys and one of the, sesh, or the corners in my classroom on filing cabinet and they can sit there and have some quiet time. And there's fidgets and different things that are in there. I found this on Amazon <coughs> and it was about, I think I got two of them for $21. So I gave it to the other one to the family who had the child that was needing it. But nice thing. Um, at the beginning of the year, glue is really, you know, one of the things I tell my parents, would you please teach your child how to open a glue bottle? And so this glue bottle doesn't have 
Vaseline in it. But if you take Vaseline with a Q-tip and dip it in there and then take the end and take the top off the glue bottle, the orange part, and shove the Vaseline up there, the Vaseline will always, it, it, the kids do a great job of opening their glue bottles now. I don't have to um, do that as much. And also, um, you get the little glue on the outside, but on the inside, it's preventing like those clogs that, you know, when you can't get your glue out. So Vaseline is a great little uh, trick I learned to put in your glue bottles. Um, let's see. So this is why I called it Mary Poppins Tips, right? Um, I have a basket full of animals, and those are their reading buddies. Um, they can take an animal out and read to that animal. So any grade could do that, maybe not eighth grade. But, you know, um, preschool, kindergarten, first grade, they can have reading buddies. Um, I did the quiet corner, record player machine. When I'm teaching the kids how to cut with scissors, I want them to move their shark fin. And so we practice that, and that shark fin goes into the um, smaller hole of the scissors. Um, so that's the way I, I teach it. Um, I talked about the templates. Calendar time has to be fun and moving. Um, I am going to be switching my calendar. I'm going to be taking and cutting it apart because I want to do what they call a linear calendar because I want, it gets so confusing for the little kids. And so if they can see a whole line of, you know, 1 through 31, maybe the, it'll make more sense of today, yesterday, tomorrow for them. Um, I talked about how I whisper to the kids, and that microphone is so helpful, but they do pay attention. I have an owl that sits on my sink because we have these plastic cups at snack time, and so the owl is watching to make sure the cups go by the sink, and then we bring them to the kitchen, the real kitchen, um, that they don't end up in the trash because I had some that were throwing them away. Um, I will, at cleanup time, I'll say to the kids, oh, I see something yellow on the floor, and it could be just a little scrap of yellow paper, and they're just like little vacuum cleaners looking for that yellow scrap, you know, and even if someone finds something and they pick it up, I'm like, oh, it's not yellow, but that gets in the garbage, so it's a way of helping our janitor. My, um, I have marbles, and when the kids hear them plink, they know that they've done something good. And so when that marble fills up, maybe we might have two recesses that day. So there's a reward. Markers are always down, so we can um, keep the juice flowing in them. Um, I have a roster. Um, roster. Thank you, Sandy. Um, so I can keep track of, like, who's going on the field trip? Who's This week it was kind of crazy, you know. We had people go to the pumpkin patch, and I needed to know who those people were and who would be at DMC. And, you know, I have a, just a, a huge stack of those, and I use them all the time. I can't remember everything, right? So, you know, we have the little sticks where when someone has had a turn at being at the purple peacock, I flip it over because we don't, everybody needs a turn to be a purple, pe purple peacock. That's one of the songs that we sing. And so, these are just helpful for me to remember who's had a tune, who hasn't had a tune. Um, 
Let's see. I know I'm kind of running almost out of time. Let's see. Glue, or I shouldn't say that, paint cups. When we have our paint out, I put the Ziploc bag in it and pour the paint in the Ziploc, mm -hmm. which makes cleanup time so much easier. Not cleanup time with the kids, but my cleanup time when I need to change out paint cups because then I can throw that away. Um, so that's another helpful thing. I came across, now in my classroom I have my own drying rack, but sometimes you need to have an extra drying rack. And so just one of those clothes racks and then using, um, well, what would you call them? Yeah, thank you. Um, just, it works great. And then over here, I have these little containers. And this is just glue and water in here. So when the kids have something they have to glue, they just need to dip it in here and it will stick. And then about once a month, I take mouthwash and then I pour it right into the container. Not much, because I, my thinking is it's killing the germs. So then it's good to go, but it really is a nice way because preschoolers and glue, you know, it goes, it's a lake. You know, um, I let them know when they can use 10 gallons of glue, but not all the time. Um, we walk with marshmallow toes or we try to in the hallway. I have old <coughs> soap containers full of paint. So, you know, it's just an easier way to get some paint out instead of sometimes pouring so much out and you're wasting it. So those pumps are nice. Um, teaching the kids how to hold a pencil, I try sanding, I really try, but I found that if they can hold um, a clothespin and you wrap that on the pencil, they have better control where they're, it's kind of like they're holding it, they're using that pincer grip. I gave each of you a pink piece of paper and a band-aid, and the reason I gave that to you it's because if you take the Band-Aid off and put it on your paper, and you all could do that right now. I'm teaching my kids how to make people. You know, that people have arms. And they're learning it. So if you put your Band-Aid on the paper like this, you can make legs. So they're learning this as a torso. So you can make legs with them, and the arms, and the head can go on top. So a great way for them to learn on how to make a body, and sometimes not a tadpole. We vote in the classroom, and I did the bubbles. Um, there was one box that was blank. I saw that yesterday. I was like, oops, but that was after I copied everything. So I just got some things that I have in my classroom. Bible time is really important. Obviously, I have a, a thorn of crown, so when it's Easter time, they can feel what a, a crown felt like. Right now, we're doing the story of Moses. We just started. So the kids are going to learn that the last thing they, they packed up, you know, when they left Egypt was a tambourine. You know, so we, uh, we just have fun with the tambourine, and we learn that. I may tell a story and I'll use the oil lamp because why not teach them this is what, what Dave, this is the kind of light David had at night or this is the kind of light Jesus would have used. Um, I have a shofar, a prayer shawl, 
and they get to see that. Something I keep by my chair, when I circle time chair, are, I call them schnoogie wipes. And these are just nose wipes because sometimes, you know, they, they try to blow their nose, but it doesn't go so well. And uh, that's actually on my three-year-old report card, Can They Blow Their Nose? Um, one of my favorite books, it's called The Bumpy Book. And this is a great way for the kids to learn lowercase letters by following the bumpies. So I have some kids that I'm working with with the bumpy book. But this is a good, good book. Um, I think that is all I brought. You know, does anyone have any questions or anything that you would like to share? I have a question. Absolutely.